so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season seven, episode three, Beauty and the Beast, which aired on October 5th, 1991, and is the one with little Melissa. Beauty. And the beat. Do you have a song you want to sing right I now? I have the first part of it because I could, it was too stressful to figure out the rest of the words. I have a feeling I need Elliot and, and Alaska to help me write this song. Okay. But I was thinking of what would the Golden Girls do to Beauty and the Beast song, you right. know? So the first part, I think, would go, Tail as old as Medicare, blue as it can be, barely even swollen, then somebody dies. Unexpectedly. Oh, that was good with the unexpectedly. Thank you. I enjoy that. I, that felt it fit, that fit, you know. Uh, but Very I, good. But I feel like I'm if, sure lots of people are clapping in their cars. Thank right you, now. guys. I mean, don't get into an accident. But um, but I think that if I had more time to really work on that, I would probably be able to do a great recording and perhaps reach the top 100 Billboard. Well, songs. now you, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know who's going. I mean, certainly nobody can beat the Celine Dion, people, Bryson. Uh, certainly I could. Thanks for the confidence, <laughs> Gary. Thanks for the, the boost Just of confidence love. to, to my abilities. Tough love. Man, I, sorry for the delay, guys. Sorry for not being around for a while. How are you? I haven't seen you um, for, in forever. Fuck me. How are you, Miss Sundance? Ooh, there's a celebrity in my apartment. Frazier, what are we going to do? I'm glad to be back. I did, I did see a lot of famous people. You did see a lot of famous I saw a lot of famous people this week, too. Who'd you see? You know why? I went to go see, did you see Golden Wendy Girls Live. I wish. I went to go see Golden Girls Live with our friend and VIP guest of the Golden Girls here, Elliot Glazer, and my friend Michael, and... The one, the only Alaska Thunderfuck. I'm so bummed Along I missed it. Along with so many other, I mean, there's Sherry Vine was there, Jackie Beat was there. I mean, it's such a, the. I've seen a lot of sort of like drag performances of the Golden Girls mm-hmm. in my day. You know, yeah. San Francisco puts on an amazing show every Christmas, which Alaska was in this last year. And New York does a great one. So many cities have their own sort of drag Golden Girls one. But guys, and I'm biased because I love Los Angeles and I live in Los Angeles, but the Los Angeles show is so uh, good. Uh, Alaska play. I just combined his name. Jalaska played um, played Barbara- Frida Thorndike. <laughs> played Barbara Thorndike and Frida Claxton, and also the funeral director in the Frida Claxton episode, and it was so good. Oh my god, we were dying. Uh, he looks so good as Barbara Thorndike, duh. But as Frida, <laughs> I think like Frida is like my like his Frida is just. <sighs> I can die. I mean, I won't die, guys, because we have another season. We have this full season to do. But like after yeah, don't this die season, yet. after this season, I will die, and it will be amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm so bummed I missed it, but I'm glad you got to partake. Well, I'm glad that um, that that you, you don't have to be too bummed because what are we seeing this week? 
Well, by the time this episode goes up, no, we'll have we're already seen this it. Soon. We're dropping this okay. soon. Yeah, they'll, they'll know. It'll all happening. We're going to see Great. Alaska's uh, live show near my apartment here. Monday night. Yeah, Monday. Well, this might, you're probably listening to this on Monday. So, you know, tonight or whenever you're listening to it, last Monday. Uh, um, but it's going to be. all over the place. It's going to be amazing. Carrie and I are going to be there. And if you do happen to live in Los Angeles and you're listening to this before tonight or before the show tonight, come to Rockwell. Uh, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll meet Carrie and I and, and Alaska. And uh, it's going to be a wonderful night. It's going to be awesome. We might even record a little something there. Before we get into today's episode, yeah. we have some people to thank for donations. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you guys are so, so kind. So thank kind. you. I'm going to, I've got to list them out because. Quite a few of you have made donations since the last and time we mentioned you. We're gonna play a fun game where um, you don't have to tell them. We can just do it. No, no, no. I want to tell them because it's funny that Carrie's gonna say your name, and then I'm gonna say the first thing that comes into my mind when I hear your name. Are you ready, Carrie? I'm ready. Are you okay, ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yes. Thank you for your donation, John Shellman. Hmm. I thought of cheese. Cindra Johnson. Oh, Cindra Cinderblock. Charles Borowitz. Sorry, Charles, but I thought of Charles Manson. Jared Perlow. Mm, sorry, Jared. I thought of Jared Kushner. <laughs> it's not even Jared. It's Jared. I know, but it's what, it's what my brain thought. It's the first thing my brain thought, Carrie. You know how this game works? Thank you to Jenny Pack. Oh, I thought of Jenny Craig because I used that once and it actually worked for me. Thank you, Autumn Hunt. Mm, autumn's my favorite season. Literally, that's what I thought. And finally, thank you, Amanda Stevens. Oh, Amanda there was a girl in high school named Amanda who saved me from falling when we did Macbeth. And every time I hear the name Amanda, I think of that girl who saved me from falling. Amanda Stevens, thank you for your donation. And thank you for saving H. Allen. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You ready to get into this episode? I'm so pumped I'm to talk so about it. I'm so ready. Okay. The first thing I want to say about this episode... Is, you know what? This is season seven, episode three. Oh, God. The outfits. I feel like... This is the episode where they were like, all the writers were sitting around and the production people and they were like, all right, guys, this is only episode three in the season. We don't want to blow through the show's budget too early. So you know what? Budget. We you got think a, they had a budget? We got some songs in this episode. I say we go we go for the freebies, right? We go for those free license, those, you know, we can, we can get them. We don't need to pay for them, mm. which is why in a Golden Girls episode, you end up with blue skies are going to clear up. up. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer to on a bicycle built for two. I just, I, I, anyway. I have a feeling this show did not have a budget. I want, well, actually by season seven, they probably had a huge budget, but I just, I wouldn't have been surprised if at the end the girls just started singing like happy birthday or like, (laughs) you know, like the girls are celebrating and they're like, row, row, row your boat. Or Betty White was like. Here's my residual check. Go buy a song. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Go, 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 go buy me an Aretha Franklin. Yeah, buy something fun. If Murphy Brown could do it, which she did, why can't they? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Anyway, that was just me. Um, Murphy Brown at the beginning uh, of each assuming. show played like a song. Um, it was very jarring to see the episode start with Sophia in a wheelchair. I know. Because usually, like, we see Sophia get hurt or yeah. get sick. It was yeah. just like, oh, God, we're she's in a wheelchair, yeah. right, like, straight out the gate. Yeah. I know. It was very surprising. But, I mean, I also was kind of like, actually, when I first, again, mind game, the first thing I thought of when I saw her in a wheelchair is, wheelchairs are so convenient. 
Like, wheelchairs, like, I mean, yes, if you have to be in a wheelchair, that's probably a bad thing. But, like, if you're just, like, tired one day, a wheelchair is great. I feel like Sophia was tired because she easily could have rolled over to that box of crackers on oh, the yeah. counter. Oh, yeah. Totally. But she, no. She I also just realized what I said that, like, I'm that lazy that I think wheelchairs are actually good for just, like, relaxation. <laughs> You're basically all the people in Wally. <laughs> oh, I am so Wally. I'm not Wally. I'm the fat guys in Wally. Oh. Uh, also, <laughs> I I always love in TV shows like the can of soda that Dorothy puts mm-hmm. down in mm-hmm. front of Sophia says soda cola. That's what it says on the can. It's cute. I yeah. wish I wish our products like this iced coffee I'm drinking on the side it just says iced coffee because I actually live on a television set. You guys, you bet you didn't know that. <laughs> you do live on a TV set. Mm-hmm. It is your life. Um, so Sophia apparently um, sneezed and blew herself off of the stool. Girl, I have been and hurt her there. ankles. There have been times, honestly, there have been times where I've sneezed or farted or something, and it's legitimately surprised myself. Like they're like I, <laughs> it's just something because like the force of it. Sometimes you just don't know. It's it's coming and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god that was it like literally it's a full body experience mm. so i relate to sophia i've had those moments it's also um funny that uh sophia's like well you know you should have let me sit at the table and she's like my oh, you know the rule so when we eat mexican food you sit at the counter <laughs> which is so true uh i i like to think that she sneezed and farted at the same time but i also like to think that that was almost can like can you do that is that possible? Sure. Yeah, of course. Well, you, I mean, isn't you it true that like when you sneeze. You can't sneeze, sneeze and close your eyes at the same time. Oh, that's it. But yeah. you also die a little bit when you sneeze, right? Like everything stops. Well, I think it's that your heart, like for a second, your heart like skips a beat or something. So you die every time you well, sneeze. Well, no, you don't die. Yes. You're, you're, if your heart stops, you're dead. No. Yes. No, because yes. if you still have brain function. No, fuck brain Now function. we're getting into a whole ethical thing. Like if, you're, if your heart isn't beating, you're dead. It's official. Well, no, but you can actually still live no. for a, a period of time no. before you're actually. This is Trump's America, and these are the facts then that I subscribe to. Then what are defibrillators for? <laughs> to get the heart coming back. That's the right, point. Right, but it's not, they're not just like, ah, oh, fuck it, she's dead. Well, no, because you want to like, yeah, you want to get the heart beating again. But if the heart's not beating and heart never beats again, the guy's dead. Well, yeah, but that's if they can't get it because at that exactly. point you're not they getting any oxygen get the to the brain. Again. All right, this <laughs> is we are in minute one. Um, so Sophia's in a wheelchair because she yeah. fell off the stool and hurt her ankles. Ankle. I mean, I, I'm going to say God knows how that happened. No, both of them, but she's old. I'm just going to say she mm. fell on her butt and her. When old people fall, it's a serious thing. That's why they have those commercials. Sure, I understand, but I'm just thinking if you fall off a stool. Okay, anyway, she hurt her ankles. Dorothy wants to get Sophia a nurse mm-hmm. because she has an education conference starting Tuesday. Which, like, you would think that education conferences would be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? I'm glad they invited the substitute teachers. <laughs> yes. I think that's important. Also, True. Dorothy never goes. No. <laughs> Dorothy's home the whole time. Yep. Yes, maybe Tuesday hasn't come yet, but, like, come on. Also, Blanche has taken care of Sophia in the past. Mm -hmm. Granted, Sophia left the country when that happened, but Dorothy didn't (laughs) know that. Well, she might have found out afterwards, and we just never saw that episode. But apparently... Blanche is too busy to take care of her because... she's with her granddaughter. granddaughters. But the women are home for the whole episode. Mm. All they do is talk about how awful this nurse is, but, like, but, but Ma needs her. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. You're all home. The whole episode. Maybe the nurse was needed to wipe Sophia's butt. Uh, Don't even get me started. 
on how Nurse Defarge was going to floss her teeth in her sleep. What's wrong with that? So many things. Why? One, gross. Gross. The teeth are out of her mouth. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God, Carrie. I was like, like how would... It's like you never know... You don't know the character Sophia. You never saw the show before. It's called The Golden Girls. In the last episode, what did you... You called called Blanche's husband, like, Ronald or something crazy? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I fuck up names. At least I know that Sophia ain't got her own teeth. I defended you on Twitter. Ain't got her own teeth. Oh, see, that's the thing. You care about the noise. I don't. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Anyway... Then Melissa shows up. Yes. Little Melissa, played Peggy by Allison Sue. Porter, Curly Sue. Oh, She's not Kathleen whatever. Turner. Oh, you're right. That is Kathleen Turner. Yeah. She probably could be today if she, like, bleached her hair and, like, did a Maybe. deep voice. But she doesn't really I'm act Peggy anymore because she's a singer. She won season 10 of The Voice. Oh, she did? She did. And I'm going to post a video, you guys. Is she she does. She's amazing. You think she would sing Thank You for Being a Friend? Maybe. We Let's tweet reach at her. out. We'll tweet, tweet at, her. at her. She's from Worcester, Massachusetts. So I feel like me and Mike Dennison have got like a connection. You think you guys could like tweet at her together and then you could tag me and be like, this guy is cooler than us. No, not like that. Okay. Not like that. Um, anyway, Melissa is uh, Janet's daughter. And I'm like. Janet's daughter. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, Janet. Yeah. Blanche's daughter, Janet, who like. We hear about now and then. I thought you were talking about the real actress. And I was like, you know her mother? What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, like Janet. (laughs) Like, damn it, Janet. Well, you were talking about Worcestershire, Massachusetts. And I just assumed that uh, Janet was like some mother that you knew in the neighborhood. 30 massholes listening just now got super pissed. But then they immediately bounced back because the Patriots just won. Come at me, Worcestershire sauce. So... <laughs> Melissa, um, Blanche has gotten Melissa to call her sis. Yeah, because she doesn't want to be called grandma. Be called At grandma. least not in front of the sailors. I love that she doesn't like go to auntie, like mm-hmm. not like aunt. She yeah. goes right. She goes. She goes right down to sis. Yeah, like, not mom. Uh, what's funny is that Blanche doesn't know what to do with Melissa. Yeah. Like she's so stressed, she doesn't know what to do with her. And I feel like that with children. Really? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like you exhaust everything you know what to do. It's like they don't want the iPad, they don't want the TV. What do you do? You throw them in a, you know, in a drawer. You just throw kids in a drawer. Sometimes I do drug them. Like I, well, not drug them, but like my mom talked about giving us Benadryl as kids to make us go to sleep. Well, yeah, that's yep. Giving Benadryl a child to make them drowsy is very different from drugging them and putting them. That's in a drugging drawer. them. Wow. The drawer. I was joking. I've only done that once. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I find that it's very easy to do stuff with kids. Really? My nephew is five. And he gets joy out of doing the same thing over and over and over and over. So, like, we'll play Mario Monopoly, or as he calls it, Monopoly. We'll play that, like, eight times in a row. How old is this kid? He just turned five. Or, I mean, and he, you know, he plays his video games, he does stuff. Or we'll go outside and we'll, like, throw a rock at a stick mm. over and over again. And he'll go get it and we'll throw it again. It's like, yeah. I find it very easy. I had a little girl. I don't have children. <laughs> I had a little girl at Target. Um, throw her drink on me the mm. other day. And what was it? I don't remember. And the mom looked at me like, oh, kids, you know? And I was literally like, no. 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 You take responsibility. Yeah. Um. So. Fortunately, everything I own is $2, so it really wasn't that expensive or, you know, stained or anything. Good. <laughs> um, there's a great joke where, uh, where Blanche doesn't know what to do with Melissa, and one of the girls is like, take her to the petting zoo, and Blanche is like, oh, even I don't go to that club anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
Blanche decides that she's going to enter Melissa into the Little Miss Miami pageant. How John Bonet? Even oh God, it's mm. true. It's what everyone was thinking. Even I wasn't well. wasn't at all. Uh, what I was thinking is that Melissa's like, "Hey, can we go to the circus?" And Blanche is like, "Well, we got to practice." And I'm like, Blanche, your whole thing was that you didn't know what to do with Melissa, and here she is. Gifting you with something she wants to do. Circuses are scary, though. And instead, you're like, no, we're going to do this thing instead. Like, I feel like, like, I feel like circuses are where, like, bad things happen. Like assaults. What do you mean? Because it's people in, like, they don't, their faces are usually, like, masked by clown items or, like, in different outfits or hats or, like, whatever. And so they can easily disguise themselves, assault someone, take the disguise off, live in the everyday world, and nobody knows because, like, they are circus freaks. Wow. I feel like you really just painted all circus performers in an unnecessarily bad light. And that Mm. was unfair and negative. Perhaps. But, you know, I stand by it. And um, if you do work in a circus... Like, you feel free to message me. I probably won't reply, but I will read it. Go ahead. Take a sip of your coffee. You cocksure asshole. (laughs) Okay. So there's a great little, there's a great series of jokes in the scene um, about the, about basically Dorothy and Rose Rose are basically sort of like trying to out-pity each other with their failed beauty pageant experiences. Rose was surprisingly very serious in this moment. Like it wasn't like normal Rose where she was kind of ditzy. It was like. Well, we know how Rose gets when she's competitive. Very competitive. She gets nasty. Very, very nasty. She lost. She lost the Little Miss Saint Olaf pageant wait, wait, ten wait. years in a row. You have to like. She peppered it by being like, "Those pageants are nothing but blah 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 blah." And then Dorothy goes, "Lost Little Miss Saint Olaf pageant, did you?" Mm-hmm. And then she says, "23 years in a row." I mean, it's just so perfect. And her talent was smelling rats. <laughs> I smell Can the rat. We? Who? What? No, that was my talent, smelling rats. Can we break this down? Ugh. Now, <laughs> what what does this like? Let's let's paint the like picture it. Mm-hmm. Saint Olaf, nineteen yeah. something something. Yeah, there you have young Rose Nyland. Yeah. out on stage. She wasn't Rose Nyland then. Rose Lindstrom. Yeah, wearing like a, a farmer in the dell, like mm-hmm. a, a little farm girl sure. or Dorothy sure. Gale esque dress. Yeah, right. There are rats mm-hmm. in a cage. Or just on the ground. On the floor. Okay. Contained maybe by a mini fence. Perhaps. Or maybe her father in the audience had a rat rat contained. Well, it's smelling rats. And he was like. So we have multiple rats. Okay. So in the audience, there were multiple rats in little boxes. Mm -hmm. And she was supposed to point out the people. It was almost like playing like, you know, Clue, but with your nose. And you had to like be like, father in the corner with the shoebox. Oh, so you're saying the rats are hidden. Yeah. She smells where they are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What I'm picturing is Rose walking around mm-hmm. and literally smelling rats, just like putting her nose up to a rat and inhaling mm-hmm. the olfactory sense going, her brain's turning, but, and then she just bows. 
Yeah, that I mean, I I, I don't want to say that's not possible because that seems ridiculous. Well, um, I mean, this is also Saint a Olaf. town that yes, you yeah, know true. has a has a, right. a money put away for a, an emergency statue it, fund, and I, and they they think that if you or celibate, then mm-hmm. it will rain. So I just I feel like in the it could happen. I agree. the lure of Saint Olaf, you. this this could actually. Did I turn you? No, okay. I would still think I'm right, but I, I, I don't deny that yours is a possibility. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So then Dorothy is steps in with something that I was like, oh, this is, and I know it led to a joke, but I was like, oh, this is great for her to say in 1991, where um, she was like, beauty pageants are, you know, archaic and sexist and not to mention degrading. Yeah. And that's when Rose is like, somebody lose the Miss Brooklyn pageant. <laughs> Her mother didn't even vote for her. I know. Oh, I love it. I love it. I know. So amazing. I know. What a good scene. So then Nurse Defarge shows up. What's her name from Ferris Bueller? Edie McClurg. Yeah. She was also on um, Hogan's Family. She was she married. She was. She was married. She was the neighbor. Um, what's his name? The, the old forecaster from the Today Show who read the birthdays, the old people birthdays with the smuckers. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I remember the show because Jason Bateman was on it. You go on and I'll find it. She was also Bonnie, the next door neighbor on Small Wonder, Mm, which remember with Vicky the Robot, because she would always go, no, 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 no. That was her whole thing. She's a small wonder, perfect in every way. Okay, stop singing. We'll have to pay. No, we won't. So also, (laughs) um, Nurse Defarge should not be confused with uh, the group from the 80s, DeBarge, who was known for that song, the, you know, the rhythm of the night. Yes. I'm going to stop singing so we don't have to pay. Uh, anyway, DeBarge you, was on an episode of Punky Brewster. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Wait, I can just go to the episode. I'm um, uh, so also, here's a fun uh, fun fact from uh, the show's IMDb page. Nurse DeFarge is a literary reference to the character Madame DeFarge from A Tale of Two Cities. In the novel, she plays an antagonist similar to this episode. Interesting. Fun fact coming at ya. Nurse Defarge. I'm running out. You're going to have to find this. I know. I can't. She um, was Sorry, a, guys, Someone tweeted us and tell us who the person is. She was a is. nurse at Shady Pines. Mm-hmm. So, of course, right away when Sophia sees her, she's like, ah! And, like, wheels herself <laughs> into the kitchen. Um, I also love her entrance line where um, Dorothy says something like, you know, thank you for being on time or whatever. And she's like, well, you know what happened when, you know... <laughs> You know what happens when nurses show up late? People die. <laughs> Dorothy's like, let's get this party started. Well, and then as soon as Sophia, like, screams and goes in the kitchen, uh, Dorothy says something really funny to the nurse. She's like, I hope that didn't upset you. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Because, like, if someone enters a room and they someone screams at me when I enter the room, mm. I'd be upset by that. Yeah. 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 It happens a lot. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah, Nurse Defarge is going to be the nurse. We jump ahead a little in time, yeah. and uh, Nurse Defarge and By uh, a little, Sophia, probably like four hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's like wheeling her around in Sophia's wheelchair, and mm-hmm. they're singing Bicycle Built for Two. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy is hanging out on the couch, not at the conference. Again, all the women are just sitting what there. What if it was a teleconference? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Also... 
I know this episode aired on October 5th. Dorothy is 100% amped for Halloween in this episode. Did you see her shirt? Oh, I've seen all of her shirts in episode. White they were perfect. And orange with like little black. I think they were yes. feathers, but they look almost like spider webs. I'm all about it. She was like, I was like, when did this air? Because she, like, you look at that outfit and you can't be like, oh, it's Halloween. It's mm-hmm. 100% Halloween. Uh, Dorothy is beginning to actually get upset that she had Nurse Defarge come in because. Yes. Sophia's telling the nurse to call her Ma. Yeah. Which, as yeah. we know from the bowling episode, Dorothy hates when anybody else calls her Ma. Yeah. Or when Sophia calls anybody else Pussycat. Oh, and, and so the nurse goes, um, you're Pussycat too? And then, so Dorothy goes, you do it. I'm Pussycat one, you're Pussycat two. <laughs> that happens later. Oh, I'm sorry. But well, it's a great, it's a great line. It is no, a great you line. go, you go. It you were, you were in the moment. Yeah, uh, it's a great. But she's line. starting. They're starting to hate the nurse because there's like they're treating the other the other women really poorly. Like she's treating the other women really Again, poorly. Again, she doesn't need to be there. No, all the women are home. Well, but regardless, like she's <laughs> she's being a dick. Like she's like like a, a man called for Dorothy. Guess who didn't write down the number? Mm. That bitch nurse. Hasta la vista, baby. I love that Dorothy says. Hasta la vista, yeah. baby. Um, <laughs> it's also, quite a process. Process. Yes, acting. Um, also, so they're, they're bitching about Nurse Defarge and how she like walked in, like Blanche had a gentleman caller. But then Rose says she walked in on her while she was reenacting the like the walking the plank scene from Peter Pan which in her bed awesome. at night, which is so adorable. <laughs> To imagine Rose, like, true. like with like a little makeshift like sword, you know, made out of like you know, tin foil. yeah, tin yeah. foil and like you know, like a baguette. Walk the plank, Bro- Rose. I bet Rose would be somebody really fun to have a sleepover with. Really, you think so? Because I would probably get to the point where I'm like, go to sleep, just like Dorothy. Yeah. Thanks for the lovely prayer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now shut up, up and, and get, get into bed. bed. Wasn't me. Ugh. So then Melissa comes in. Yes. I literally had the dress that she's wearing. It's pink with polka dots and has like black, almost like a felt or satin on it. What a coincidence. So did I. Aw. Yeah. I bet you looked amazing. Mm, that's for debate. I wore mine to the second grade father-daughter dance. Really? Yep. I know that for a fact. I... And I had crimped hair and a little pink bow. The only memorable outfit I remember from my childhood is the first bar mitzvah I went to where my Uncle Ray, who was black, and I say this for a reason, bought me a suit, um, or he took me suit shopping. And uh, I was the only person, the only young boy at that bar mitzvah wearing a very, very, very baggy, um, almost church suit, you know, tan with a red polka dot tie. I looked like I was going to a Baptist church. Ooh. Yeah, with a hat and everything. Oh, I bet you look handsome, though. No, I did not. Did you have a cane or anything? <laughs> no, I wasn't that urban. No. Mm, a cane would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, but I was totally mobile. Are those people that use canes, you think they need them? Or is it like Sophia, where she didn't really need the wheelchair? Well, well okay, let's take a step back. So... Like, like, you know, the people who like generalizing, who like, like, well, no, the people mean, who wear those suits and they have the cane and like the hat, like it's, it's not just a race thing. It's like a people, other people no, do I know. that. Like zoot suits and yeah, stuff. Zoot suits, yeah. Like the tuxedos and the dancing stuff. They don't actually need the cane. I, I mean, I don't, 
I mean, who knows? But I, I, what I can say is that in 11th grade, I went to the, I went to homecoming. No, I went to junior prom with Jimmy Koval, and oh. he wore a zoot suit and had a cane, but he didn't need it, but it was part of the suit. It was part of the outfit. Yeah, yeah. it was part of the outfit. I wonder if he needs a cane now. I don't think so. You should message him on Facebook. Uh, I'll, yeah, no, I'll look into it, but I won't. Um, <laughs> so it's decided Nurse Defarge is going to be fired. Melissa comes in. She was wearing the dress. Great, great, great. Um, the beauty pageant is coming up. Yeah. She wants to go to the circus. Yeah. But they need to rehearse for the pageant. Yes. Again, Blanche, your granddaughter's giving you things that she wants to do, but okay. Well, but also, like, Blanche has something in mind for them to do because she thinks the, she's going to like it, which she clearly doesn't. The thing about this story but is also, that... But also, this is very typical of Blanche. Right. But the thing is, is that the only thing I... I wish we kind of had in the story is that we there's never any reason behind like why Blanche was really pushing her into it because she wanted to find something to do with Melissa. She did. Melissa doesn't seem to be that happy about it, but she kind of keeps pushing. And it's not like, oh, it's not like her ulterior motive is like, oh, well, there's a man at the Mm -hmm. pageant and I want to use you to get the man. Yeah. It's just like she just was trying to find something well, for a granddaughter. But regardless, she I mean, there's so many stories where just Blanche is just she she has a thing in her mind about mm-hmm. what she wants and she's just so one track focused, Blanche, 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 mm-hmm. that sometimes she misses out on, you know, the other people around her. Yeah. She thinks everyone enjoys what Blanche enjoys. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Even her granddaughter. Well, let's stick with this story for a moment. Okay. We'll go back to um, Sophia in the wheelchair because she's not going anywhere. No. Um, so we're at the beauty pageant. Yeah. Uh, Blanche- same, same theater, it seems, like the Bob Hope concert happened at and and the lots of things happened Yeah, there. where Blanche auditioned when yeah. she was, had Aurora. Uh-huh. Um, Blanche is commenting on all of like the little girls and how they look physically. Um, and she says something, I wanted to Google this cause I was like, I've never heard this phrase before. She goes, look, points at a little girl and she goes, I just, I, I, I just wish I had that one's nose full of nickels. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. What is a nose full? Well, should we ask Alexa? Of, yes. What's a nose full of nickels mean? Alexa, what's a nose full of nickels mean? something I found on Wikipedia. The visible part of the human nose is the protruding part of the face that bears the nostrils. The shape of the nose is determined by the nasal bones If you can't have hear what's going on right now, oh, Alexa's describing the nose. Lower lateral cartilages. That didn't help us. Okay, thank you anyway. Um, so while she was prattling on about nothing, um, I googled nose full of nickels and there was a song by Luke Carter called If I Had a Nose Full of Nickels, but it's saying it was released in 2014. (laughs) Oh, then I guarantee you that isn't. What does nose full of nickels mean? Someone in our listener base will tell us. Um, Okay, I'm on a random message board. Um, It says the nose full of nickels probably refers to a larger than normal nose. The line was used in the W.C. Fields movie, The Bank Dick. Oh, there we go. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, I just thought it was weird and fun. Um, can we talk about little Drew Barrymore who steals the scene? Oh, yeah. Clarice. <laughs> I'm scared. First of all, her mother is making her um, like uh, twirl fire batons. 
That's unsafe. Fire scares me. Those reading, the, those line readings that she does are fine. It's when she's being pulled away when she goes, "Help me!" I was like, "Yes, Clarice." That's Jean Bonnet. That would have been a no. Don't <laughs> don't invoke Sorry, Jean guys. Bonnet. That makes me sad. I know it makes me sad too, but I'm um, also fascinated. Anyway, I loved little Drew Barrymore. I thought she was amazing. Um, Blanche realizes Melissa's not having a great time. Yes. And she's kind of like, that's totally fine. We can leave right now. And then somebody's like, she's on. And she's like, showtime! And pushes her out onto the stage. (laughs) And she freezes. You know why I think she froze? Why? Because the outfit that Melissa was wearing. It's very slutty. No, no. It was. It was very slutty for a little girl. No, that outfit does not match the tone of the song. Right? She's dressed for like a jazzy. No, she's dressed for some sort of like to do like a number from anything goes. She's not dressed for put on a happy face. Like the little girl who was in the backstage dressed like a little flower, like Mm -hmm. a daisy. That would have been a little bit like that would have matched a little bit more. So not only is Blanche making her do this, but she's also... She's just not matching the outfit to the tone of the song. Oh, Blanche. I know, I can't. So then (laughs) Melissa can't sing. She's frozen. Frozen. Except for when you can totally tell that little actor, she she was trying not to crack a smile when Blanche was like puppeting her. Like a, felt like I was watching Westworld. Like they were moving one (laughs) of the robots when she was doing that. Um, But there is a great part when, uh, you know, Blanche is singing the song and puppeting Melissa. And she's like, if you sing, I'll buy you a puppy. (laughs) Which is great. But then Blanche takes over. Oh, let me just have the boa. (sighs) Just put on a happy. Put on a happy. Put on a happy. Melissa. <laughs> she looked good too in those little kids. I said at the beginning of this episode when we were when we were started watching it, Blanche this season has never looked better. She really sort of just fell into her beauty. I agree. She owns it this season. I think I she love looks it. great. Yeah, looks amazing. Um, back at home, Rose and Melissa are sitting on Blanche's bed with a book, mm-hmm. and Blanche comes in and, and interrupts. And I love this joke. And Rose is like. Could you wait a moment? Someone's having a story read to her. And Blanche is like, oh, yes, of course, you know, whatever. And then Melissa's like, and the prince took the princess to the castle. And I thought that was really cute. Um, and they lived happily ever after. And Rose is like, they didn't get married. And she's like, that's implied. <laughs> I kind of wish that this scene was the end of the episode and not the, the, the nurse storyline. I think they should have flipped it. It's yeah, it's these stories I feel like both held kind of the same emotional weight. Yeah. So like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Um anyway. So Blanche says that she knows it was a mistake mm-hmm. making Melissa do the pageant. Um and wants her to forgive her. Mel- Melissa punches her teddy bear very softly, yes. throws it to the ground. It was like I very I it was it invoked a lot of the Fernando episode for yeah. me. Just cuz you know, we see a teddy bear being abused. They abused too many teddy bears on this show. Yeah. I have to say. I mean, there's been a lot of teddy bear abuse. Um, And then Blanche tells Melissa that she reminds her a lot of Janet. And they fought all the time until they stopped talking all together. You know, she's like, until you were born. But, you know, and she's saying, like, then we keep fighting. And here I am. I'm like, why are you dumping all of this onto a child? (laughs) Like... 
Don't make this uncomfortable for when she goes home. But clearly this child is very mature and in tune with her feelings. She is very mature. Um, Because then when Blanche Blanche walks away, she's like, like, I would just die if I thought that was going to happen to us. And then she starts to walk away and she goes, Melissa, you're supposed to stop me and tell me that you love me. And she's just like, why? <laughs> I do that a lot, actually. Like, I, th- I think I got it from this episode where sometimes when someone doesn't respond to me in the way that I want or they don't respond at all, I'm usually like, and this is where you say this. I think I do that. And I think I got go, that from why? this. Yeah, a lot, well, a lot of times they're just like, oh, it's silly. But then they don't do it. And it's like, no, I'm Sarah. Yeah. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and Blanche is like, uh, you know, Come here. I just want you to love me. And she's like, I love you. You're my grandma. And I'm like, what a great little actress. I could never hate you. She was so great. She was. Um, so anyway, and they're fine. They're and we fine. never see Melissa again. No, because she went on to Peggy Sue fame. Or Curly Sue. Curly Sue. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So let's go back to Nurse Defarge and Sophia for a minute. Yes. Um, so where we left off is that Dorothy has decided she's going to fire her, mm-hmm. but she's stressed. She doesn't know how to do it. Yes. This is very reminiscent of Marguerite. Mm, yes. When they were all like, oh, I don't know. What do we do? And Rose is like, I got this. Nurse Defarge comes in, says, good morning, ladies. And Rose goes, not for, for you, you nursey, nurse, 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 nurse. So great. Okay, Rose. All right. Swing and a miss, but all right. <laughs> um... And basically, uh, Dorothy tries to fire her, and Sophia's like, I need her. Dorothy's like, okay. Even though Dorothy has not left the house once. Give it up. She needs her. (laughs) Give it up. The women are always there. (laughs) Give it up. (laughs) So this is where she says, you're Pussycat 2, I'm Pussycat 1, you're Pussycat 2. Yeah. Nurse Defarge says to Sophia, okay, as soon as you can walk, though... I will have to leave. Yes. And Sophia's like, I know as soon as I can walk and then nobody's there. Mm -hmm. And Sophia turns into a movie villain. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling (laughs) it's not going to be for a long time. Evil laugh. Evil laugh. She said something that only her and the audience are supposed to know and not the other characters. Oh, evil. So next time we see Sophia... She's dancing <laughs> up out of her da, wheelchair. Da, 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 da. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer to. Dorothy walks in. It's a miracle. <laughs> I love though when she walks in and she's like, hello. And Dorothy's like, hello. <laughs> it's so great. I love that Dorothy could have like reamed her out, mm-hmm. but she didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't mock her a little bit, but she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, she actually, uh, she was nice at first, but um, after she fires Nurse Defarge, well, after Nurse Defarge realizes Sophia's fine and she leaves, uh, and I love that her exit line is, um, as long as there's pain and suffering in the world, I'll be okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so then Nurse Defarge leaves, and Sophia goes to walk away, and Dorothy says, Get back here, you deceitful little Sicilian gecko. <laughs> it's so good. It's a great. I mean, there are so many good it's lines in this a great episode. Insult. Yeah. You deceitful little Sicilian gecko. It's the gecko that really brought it home. 
And then Sophia's like, I love you. <laughs> and then the writers got B. Arthur in season seven I of know. the show. To She's say, done this before, though. To whittle, to wait. She's done this before. She has. Yeah. She has with her dog. To whittle, to wait. Um. So then, like... So this this wrap up of this story is Sophia's basically says that the reason why she pretended that her ankles weren't hurting is that she says, for the first time in my life, someone was paying attention to me. She made me feel special, feel loved. And I'm like, this is kind of out of nowhere. It is a bit. And it's also we know that, like, that's not true because, like, again, she had a great marriage. Didn't leave the house. She had a great marriage. She had great kids like. Two of the kids were fighting over which one gets to live with Sophia. Like, you know, Sophia gets a lot of love. Also, at the beginning of the episode, she rang that bell like five times. Dorothy came every time. Dorothy gave her an entire lemon. Oh, that's right. With the can of soda and the crackers. That's love. That's love. What do you mean nobody's been paying attention to you? It's like everlasting love. And then she got you a nurse. Yeah. She paid for a nurse. Mm. Yeah, nah, not about it. Yeah. But it was a cute ending, and, you know, they hugged it out. And every, yeah, they, they hugged it out. Pussycat ma. Pussycat ma. And we'll never know how the conference was. Bear hug, bear hug, bear hug. I did really like this episode, though. I do, too. This is one of, this is a really good episode. This it was is like a good one. one. Yeah. That's the episode. Oh. That's it. The next episode we will be watching, mm-hmm. and then we'll do our golden takeaway, because yes. I forgot. Yeah. will be That's For Me To Know, which is the one where Blanche wants a hot tub. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's all right. I yeah. love that episode. But before we get into that. Well, my golden, golden takeaway from this episode is I'm going to research the conspiracy theory that Katy Perry is actually Jean Bonnet. <sighs> that's what I thought about. That's my golden takeaway. I'm being honest. I'm, my, my golden takeaway. I'm ready to talk. My golden takeaway is this. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> my golden takeaway. Don't smell rats. Yeah, don't smell rats. No. Don't smell rats. Don't smell rats. No. Don't no, no, smell no. rats. No, no, no. Um, it might bite you, unless you have a pet rat. And then you bathe it and you want to smell it to see if it That's smells and needs like another bath. That's also how the plague was spread. So, like, don't cone your rats. The plague was spread by people combing rats? No, like, rats spread the, the plague, the bubonic plague. Do you think that it started in St. Olaf? No, it started in Europe. <laughs> Do you think that... But perhaps people who immigrated to St. Olaf had descendants that were victims of the plague because they were smelling rats it lived on in them right that's maybe where she gets that ability wow Wow. i just totally 23 and need that you just yeah you just wow wow you 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 brought a a level of historic significance Mm -hmm. h allen scott history hunter (laughs) (laughs) that will be our next podcast oh my god no uh guys this so has happy been to out be on the <laughs> So happy to be back. Yeah. You guys can go to outonthelanai.com for more out on the lanai goodness. Oh. You can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate if you want to donate to the podcast. Give you us can some love. Set up a one-time donation or a monthly donation through Patreon. You can also give us a rating on iTunes if you don't got no money. Yes. Or you can just <laughs> tell your friends and family about the podcast and 
put it out all over social media. All over the social media. You all can also over it. Follow us on social media. Mm. On Twitter, we're at Golden Girls Pod. Yeah. And on Facebook, we're at Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. Ooh, and I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And I'm Squiddy Squid on Twitter, Squidzy on Instagram. Mm. And you can catch me. At the imdbshow.com yeah. slash show. Oh, and guess what? You can catch me at Nerd Mail on January 30th. Um, I'm doing uh, Latter-day Jew Live. It's where I talk about it, and then we film it, and then it's going to be in a movie. So if you want to be like LOLin in a movie, you should come to that. And then afterwards, we're going to have a little rap party with a little wine, a little snacky poos. It's going to be real good. January 30th. They're going to have it down at the Rusty Anchor. You can follow me on Twitter and you can get all that information. I'm very excited about that. I will for sure be there. So if you guys are in the Los Angeles area, please come. Come. It's it's free too, 8 p.m., but you want to reserve your tickets because seating is limited. That's a very, very good point. Uh, cool. All right. We will see you guys very, very soon. Definitely keep... I'm catching up finally on tweets and Facebook messages, so apologies if it's taken a bit to get back to you. I was at a high elevation. The air was thin, and I was feeling sick. <laughs> I just don't reply because it causes me stress. That's why I do it. <laughs> Guys, until next time, remember... Stay, stay golden! golden! Tell us all this time. Ooh, ooh. I'm